Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Legally 40-ish. This is Allegra, and I'm back. Um, I was on vacation last week. I believe I said that in my last episode. I thought I'd be able to get something out since I've been back, but it's been a little hectic. Um, I was in Seattle with my husband, my brother, and Natasha. Uh, We had a great time. It's my, well, I think... I think I had been to Seattle as a kid, but really my first time as an adult, and I could be wrong about that. My, um, I actually have no idea if I've been before, but this was my first time going as an adult. And I don't know, I would give Seattle maybe like a seven out of 10. And that's no offense to anyone who lives in Seattle. I just felt like the city had been hit kind of hard by COVID it was um, kind of a ghost town. I expected a little bit more of a bustling city. Uh, there, it was. We had a good, like we had a great time. We saw all of the sites. We we did a lot of things. Had some good meals. Um, definitely had plenty of time there. We probably could have even I don't know cut it down by a day or so. But um, it was chilly, rainy, and definitely not the kind of weather that I'm a fan of. But I am spoiled living in Orange County and having been in Southern California most of my life, well, all of my life, except for college. But um, I don't know. I, people were going to, people kept telling me how much we would love it. And I, I liked it. That's kind of where I would leave it. I, I had, I love to see new places, love to do new things. So that was really exciting. I'm glad I went. Um, My husband had been begging to go to the Pacific Northwest for so long. Um, That was something he really wanted to do. And you know, he got to see it, go to a lot of bookstores. He got to do a lot of the things that he loves. So, um, we had a great time. Um, but unfortunately now my husband has COVID. Um, so does my brother. They both got COVID on our trip. So that's a bummer. We've gone almost two and a half years without getting it. So right now I've been dodging COVID all week. Um, I I'm still testing negative, thank goodness. And yeah. So that's been fun. So I've, you know, had a lot on my plate and wasn't able to get to recording until today. It is Saturday the 18th and there has been a lot going on in celebrity legal news. So I'm going to cover a couple of stories that I don't think have gotten a lot of coverage, um, in comparison to other celebrity news stories that we we hear about, but there are a couple today I want to talk about, um, in case anyone's wondering, my husband's doing just fine. He was pretty sick one day, um, but he's, he's, he's doing fine. And my brother's doing well too. So um, everyone's vaxxed and boosted and, you know, everyone's good. So it's just, I've been at home and so has he, and we're kind of trying to keep him in the guest room and, you know, we're doing what we can, but we'll see. I don't really want to get sick, of course, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully, knock on wood, say some prayers that I stay healthy. So, um, yeah, I guess I've had plenty of time to record, but I just don't feel like I have because dealing with that issue, dealing with work, dealing with family stuff. So, you know how that goes. Um, Anyway, yeah, let's get into it. I'm going to talk today a little bit about the Black China versus Rob Kardashian uh, revenge porn case that's actually set for trial on Monday. So maybe by the time you're listening to this, it will have started. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm also going to talk about the Bill Cosby civil trial that's going on in Santa Monica right now. Um, 
I hadn't heard about it, but he is on trial being sued for sexual assault. Probably not surprising. Um, So I will get into those facts as well. I don't have a ton of detail on that trial, but I just want to touch on it, give a few facts, let you know where we are in the process. I think it is, I mean, it's, I think legally some of the issues that are happening right now are somewhat um, interesting in my opinion. So we'll get into it. All right. As I said, there is a trial that's going to start on Monday in LA Superior Court um, involving Black China and Rob Kardashian. If you remember, Black China just finished a lawsuit um, involving the Kardashians. That ended sometime in May. The Kardashians essentially won. I'll put that in quotes. Um, they weren't. It's interesting. I could go into that a little bit more because the headlines have been all that the Kardashians won, slam dunk, Black China loses big, but that's not exactly what happened. And of course, that's what the headlines like to put out because it's more exciting. But yes, they won in the sense that they didn't have to pay her any money. So that trial is over. That's been done for a couple of months now, but there was actually a second part of that trial. So what happened initially was Black China filed this lawsuit against Rob Kardashian and the other and the Kardashians. Um, I think it was Kim, Chloe. Kylie and Chris were all defendants in that lawsuit. And what the court did though, actually Black China's attorney filed a motion to sever the revenge porn claims against Rob Kardashian um, from the tortious interference and defamation claims against the other Kardashians. So that trial went first and now the trial with Rob Kardashian and the revenge porn claims is going to go forward starting on Monday. And the reason um, this is kind of even in the news, besides the fact, of course, that it's Black China and Rob Kardashian, um, is because Rob's team filed a motion to enforce settlement in the revenge porn case. And what that means is, well, I'll get into kind of the facts so you understand what's happening, because I really had no idea. And if you look at the docket, on the LA Superior Court website. And I don't know if anyone actually does this if you're not an attorney, it might not be interesting to you, but um, most, well, yeah, I'll just say most. Most civil cases, most most information that you want about a trial or about a case can be found on the court docket online. So for instance, in LA, I don't know how it is in other states. I do know California pretty well. Not every not every court, not every county has a great website where you can find all the information you want, but LA does. Um, you go to LA Superior Court website, you put in the case number and the docket will appear. And that shows every future hearing, every hearing that's already passed. And it gives you kind of a list of all the documents that have been filed with the court. You can also then purchase those documents that have been filed with the court. So um, as you can imagine, it's a pretty litigious case. There's a lot of contentious uh, issues where they're filing lots of motions. And so there's a lot on this particular case. And this, of course, um, is involving both cases. So the revenge porn case and the defamation case against the other Kardashians. So um, it's all one case. And so the docket's huge and it's a little confusing. And it's also, I'm going to be honest, pretty expensive to buy all the documents. So I'm not going to do that. Um, They are not free. So although you have access to them, you do need to pay for them. And 
as y'all know, I'm not getting paid to do this. So I'm not going to spend a fortune buying all of the documents, but I look at the relevant ones and you can see a preview. So sometimes you, you can see like the first page and know, is this something I want or something I don't want? So with all that said, I was going through the docket, trying to get as much information about what happened, but where we are now with the revenge porn trial that's upcoming is that apparently, and this is actually just, this was based on the motion that Rob filed. He filed a motion again to enforce settlement. So he was saying to the court that, Hey, black China and I entered into a settlement agreement to resolve this case this revenge porn case. And she's backing out of the settlement deal. Um, She's backing out of the deal. And I want the court to enforce the settlement that we agreed upon. So what's happening. And the settlement is what I was curious about. Oh, what settlement did they reach? I'm curious to know what, what the allegations are. Um, And most of the time, and the reason I'm curious is because almost all the time settlements are confidential. So we don't get access to that information. Even when they file things in the court, they just say, hey, we've reached a settlement, but you don't get any of the details. So I did buy the motion because I wanted to know what details were in there. But of course, the terms, most of the terms of the settlement were redacted, meaning they were blacked out and we couldn't read them because certain things are confidential and can remain confidential. But this motion involved apparently, okay, <laughs> apparently Rob and China are both being sued by one of uh, China's, Black China's um friends. So this guy named Justin C. Jones has sued Black China and Rob for public disclosure of private facts and intentional infliction of emotional distress. That case was filed in LA Superior Court, and that trial is set for July 12th, 2022. Now, apparently, Black China's attorney brought a settlement offer to Rob's team with one term. Black China would dismiss the revenge porn case in exchange for Rob securing a dismissal of the Jones case without Black China having to pay any money. So I'm going to repeat that because that's a little bit confusing. So what they were saying, Black China's team, her attorney said, hey, we're going to dismiss this case against you, Rob, in exchange for you getting a dismissal of that other case against Black China where she doesn't have to pay any money. Apparently, According to this motion, um, her attorney, Black China's attorney, sent an email memorializing the terms of the settlement, meaning that she put all these settlement terms in, in writing, and then Rob's attorney accepted that proposal. Now, again, this part's redacted, so we don't know what Rob's team did or what he was able to secure, but it sounds you can infer that he was able to secure a dismissal in that other case. Um, and he wants this case now dismissed against him. Now they argue because Rob accepted black China's settlement proposal and agreed to obtain a general release and settlement of the Jones case without any payment to Jones by black China. Rob then is now telling the court that you need to enforce the settlement agreement that we made and dismiss this case against Rob dismiss the revenge porn case. Well, Both sides filed motion, opposition, reply. The court heard everything and the court denied the motion. So the court said, no, we're not enforcing settlement. I don't have any access to why. A lot of times the court will, you know, you'll get a full written um, order that'll say, you know, based on this law, based on whatever it may be, the court will give you the reasoning behind 
their order denying the motion. That's not on the court website anymore. I can't find that in the docket. Um, it does say there was a tentative ruling and then the court went ahead and um, denied the motion. I don't have a copy of that tentative. I can't find it anywhere and it's not attached to any court filing. So don't know the reasoning behind the court's order, but they decided to deny Rob's motion and trial. That's what, like, that's why trial is going forward on Monday, um, which again might be today if you're listening on Monday. And I found that to be kind of interesting because when I read the motion, of course, I'm swayed. I'm like, well, sounds like you got a legal agreement. Um, <coughs> sorry about that. Just choked. Um, anyway, so that trial will begin um, and don't know what the time estimate is. Don't know how long this is going to be, but I will keep an eye on it and we will see what happens. Perhaps they'll reach some agreement or perhaps they'll really go and trial will really start and we'll have another circus. Um, so that's what's going on with Rob Kardashian and black China. Now, like I said, when we first started, I had no idea that Bill Cosby was on trial in a civil sexual assault case. You all probably remember that he was convicted criminally of sexual assault and put in prison. And then that conviction was overturned by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, and he was freed. Now, I don't believe that we ever did an episode on that. It's actually, again, maybe only if you're a legal nerd, but the facts and the legal reasoning behind the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's decision is fascinating. It's really intriguing. It's really, um, it, it, it begs a lot of questions. Um, and, and I thought it was, yeah, I am happy to go into it if anyone is interested. Um, but you know, a lot of people were outraged when he was released because it was sort of a technicality, but again, if you believe in constitutional rights and you believe that everyone's entitled to a fair trial and everyone's entitled to, um, to those constitutional rights, then you should, um, you would, you would, it's like one of those hard pills to swallow. Like I get it, but it doesn't mean it's right. So again, I can go into that another time, but Bill Cosby, nonetheless. So I guess he's not technically a convicted, um, sex offender anymore because his conviction was overturned, but everyone has their opinion about what he did or what he didn't do. And he's been facing civil trials, civil allegations um, for similar conduct by different victims. This particular case um, involves a woman who alleges that, and again, if this is an uncomfortable topic for you, you might want to turn it off, but um, we all know what the allegations have been against Bill Cosby for some years now. So you'll, you know, the topic involves sexual assault. Now, this woman is claiming that um, Bill Cosby forced her to perform a sex act at the Playboy Mansion when she was just a teenager, about 16 years old, back in the 1970s. This woman um, stated that she had met Bill Cosby a few days earlier in a park when he was filming a movie, and he invited her and her friend to the Playboy Mansion. Um, she says he took them there. Now, apparently, Bill Cosby's attorneys concede that he did take these 
young girls to the Playboy Mansion, but that nothing ever happened. No sex act occurred. Now, of course, he said that she was underage at the time, 16 years old. And I won't go into the details of what her allegations are because they're unimportant for purposes of this podcast. Um, But obviously, Bill Cosby has vehemently denied these allegations, but he so here's kind of their defense. They're calling it this. They're calling it the Donkey Kong defense, which is silly, but it's, you know, they want to have something to um, sound catchy and to stick in the juror's mind. But essentially the reason they're calling it the Donkey Kong defense is because when they first came forward, and when I say they, I'm talking about the victim herself and her friend who was there at the time, when they came forward, um, they said that they, they were playing um, a Donkey Kong arcade game in the mansion, in the Playboy mansion, but the game actually didn't come out until something like 1981. And they're talking about this happening sometime in 74, 75. So they're saying, nope, this couldn't have happened. They've got the game wrong. And now I don't know enough about the facts. I don't know enough about, you know, what story was told when they first came forward versus what's being said now. But I find it, um, I find it frustrating when defense attorneys use small facts about an event that occurred 40 some years ago, um, when they hang their hat on someone getting a small fact wrong, because I can tell you, I barely remember what I did last week, let alone 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And I'm not even old enough to know what happened 40 plus years ago. So, I mean, of course, this is a he said, she said, we don't have any other evidence other than her friend supporting her statement. There are pictures of Bill Cosby with the victim at the Playboy Mansion when this happened. Um, And of course, he says, well, I take pictures of people all the time. Nothing ever happened. Now, he is not at the trial. Um, he has not been there for any portion of it, which is allowed. Some people might think that's weird. I mean, it is weird in my opinion. I think if you're being accused of sexual assault in your own trial, that you should be present in the courtroom, but nonetheless, he's old and has glaucoma. And I think he's now blind. Um, so I think that's the reason he's not there, but so what they were able to do instead of him being present at trial is they played portions of his deposition. So this deposition was taken back in 2015. That's how long this case has been going on. (laughs) Um, probably longer. I don't know when it was filed to be honest, but, um, he says, of course never happened. He says, and they ask him, isn't it possible that it could have happened? And you just don't remember. And he says, no. And they ask him, well, how could that not be possible? He said, because the fact that this young lady is saying that she told me she was 15 and the victim herself, she testified, she doesn't remember if she told him she was 15 or, but she said that if he had asked, or if it had come up, she would have told the truth. It's not that she was lying about her age, but that's the only reason he says it couldn't have happened. Not because it didn't, but because if she was that young, he would not have done it. Who knows? Um, so nonetheless, yes, this is a, he said, she said now 
the issue that I think that I, that, that just came up for me that I was like, okay, let's talk about it. Where are we at in the trial? So what happened is the case already went to the jury. The case went to the jury. They deliberated for two days. We have a 12 person jury and they got to, I believe eight of the nine questions on their verdict form, all except for the one that asked whether Cosby acted in a way that should require punitive damages. Now, what happened, this is Friday, 4.30 p.m., and the judge in this case, he had promised one juror when she agreed to serve that she could leave on Friday. The date was the 17th. Now, this happens when you're doing voir dire. When you're doing jury selection, people are like, I can sit, but I I have this prepaid vacation that starts on this date. I have to be done by that date. Um, And so apparently the judge promised this juror that she could leave Friday. Um, and, but he decided over the objections of Cosby's attorneys to accept and read the verdict on the questions the jury had answered. So eight of the nine questions, the judge is going to read them because the jury had reached a verdict, but then the deputies in the courthouse required him to clear the courtroom. They said, Nope, the court has to close at four 30. We can't stay a minute longer because there's no budget for the deputies overtime. So the judge refused to require the juror to come back on Monday because he said, I'm keeping my, I kept my promise or I'm keeping my promise. I'm not going back on my word. So that means all the jurors have to come back on Monday. They will replace the juror who left with an alternate and have to begin deliberations all over again. So to me, that's pretty crazy. It sound, I mean, they reached a verdict. And in California, in our civil jury system, when we have 12 jurors, we need nine of 12 for a verdict. So who knows how many there were? There had to have been at least nine. If they had 10 or 11 or 12, then I suppose replacing one won't make much of a difference. But we have no idea. We have no clue where the jury was. We have no clue what the count was. We have no idea. So it's really interesting to me that now we have an alternate who's going to come in, who knows what their decision, well, they shouldn't have already made a decision, but who knows which way they're leaning based on the evidence that they heard and how that will affect deliberations once they resume on Monday. I don't know. I think this is really interesting. I've never heard of anything like this. And again, if you're not a lawyer, that might not be interesting to you in the least. And it's, when I listen back to this podcast, I call a lot of things interesting. I don't know what other word to use. Fascinating, intriguing. I I find it annoying when I listen back, but I find a lot of things that I do on this podcast annoying. But that's how things ended on Friday. We had a verdict, but then we do, but now we don't because we have a new juror. So apparently as well, I, which... I think I discussed this before. Jurors can ask questions while they're in deliberations. And one of the questions, apparently they had a bunch, according to this AP news article that I read. Again, not in the courtroom, don't have any inside knowledge. This is based on information I'm getting from reporting. Um, So hopefully it's accurate. But apparently there was a ton of questions by the jury. But one of the questions regarding the verdict form was how to calculate damages. Now, if 
I'm a plaintiff's attorney, which I am. If that's my trial and they're asking, how do we calculate damages? To me, that means they've already gotten past all the questions on whether there is liability here, meaning, yeah, he sexually assaulted her. Now, how do we calculate the damages that we're going to award her? That's what my, that's where my mind goes. Could be wrong, but I don't think the jury would be asking about how to calculate damages if the damage is zero, but that's where they are. So they'll be back on Monday. I hope they can get to a verdict quickly and there will be resolution. I also find it interesting that again, interesting. (laughs) I'm perplexed actually as to what gets so much attention by the media versus what doesn't. Everyone's in the business of making money. So clearly once people start seeing interest by the public in an issue, everyone's going to jump onto it. So they get the viewers, they get the ad revenue, whatever, all of that. But I just, I find it perplexing. Um, there's so many important issues that go on. And I'm not saying Rob Kardashian and Black China or Bill Cosby are the most important issues out there, but I still find it interesting what, you know, what people find, what people latch onto, what the media latches onto and where we spend our time and energy. Um, but that's what's going on. That's what's going on in celebrity entertainment news and legal news, actually. And um, there are other issues there, you know, there are other things going on, small, small cases, um, small developments, nothing that really intrigued me all that much or anything that I would wanted to talk about. But if there's anything you want me to cover, either a past case or even true crime, one of my friends, Stephanie, she was like, can we do a true crime podcast episode? I was like, I would love that because that's what got me into the laws, really the criminal justice system. So um, if there's anything you want to hear about, let me know. I would love that. Um, I will probably do an episode next week about R. Kelly. He is set to be sentenced, I think on June 29th. And I started reading a lot of the documents in that, and that case is horrifying. So I may cover that next week, but in the meantime, pray for me that I don't get COVID, that I stay COVID free, that my family heals quickly and we can all move on. I hope you are all staying safe, stay healthy until next time. Bye.